episode 152 of WFS, The Will Ford Show. What's going on? The Super Bowl is set. Exciting championship games over the weekend with the Rams and the 49ers and the Bengals and the Chiefs. That one was incredible. That's an incredible follow-up to the Week 17 matchup we had between those two teams. And now we have the Bengals and the Rams in the Super Bowl. And quite honestly, very shocked that the Bengals are are in the Super Bowl. I, I don't think anybody would have even guessed that at the beginning of the season. If you put money on that at the beginning of the year, I mean, you're going to be one rich man or rich uh, rich woman. Because honestly, I had them pegged at three and fourteen, you know, going in to the season, and I just didn't think that they were going to be, you know, this good. At least not for a couple of years, just given the the makeup of the offensive line alone. I just didn't think that it would be good enough for their offense to be any kind of productive. Maybe have spurts here and there, but not be as consistent as they've been this entire season. Bengals beat the Chiefs 27-24. to They were down, I think, 13 points at halftime or something like that. Or maybe it was 11 points. I don't know. But they were down double digits at halftime, similar to the game in Week 17 where the Bengals were down 14 points at three different times, came back and won. And then this game, they were down second half. They just shut down that Chiefs offense. And Mahomes kind of kind of crumbled as the as the game went on. It's rare you see Mahomes perform the way he did. Just didn't seem like the normal Patrick Mahomes that we're so used to seeing. And Joe Burrow in his second year, really, if you think about it, like his first and a half year because he missed a lot of last year. He got hurt last year with the torn ACL and the mangled up knee. But Burrow was just so cool, calm, collected, and Burrow now has a chance to do something that's never been done, be a Heisman winner, a first overall pick, and then lead your team to a Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, that's never been done, let alone do it in your second season, and you're coming off of the ACL and all that. Uh, It's unbelievable what the Bengals have done, and I've been betting against them pretty much all year. And nothing against them. I mean, if I had to pick a second favorite team, I'd rock with the Bengals. And honestly, it's really exciting. It's really exciting because it's an Ohio team from Ohio. And obviously the Cleveland Browns have been nothing special for the last 20 plus years. The Bengals have had some good teams, but never really been able to do anything in the playoffs. So it's pretty exciting to see them in the Super Bowl. Now they're going up against a juggernaut in the LA Rams, but you know, it'd be hard to bet against them given that they beat the Kansas City Chiefs twice, and I would put the Chiefs on the same level as the Los Angeles Rams. Maybe not as good of a defense, but man, it's going to be a good Super Bowl coming up in a couple weeks. The Rams defeated the 49ers 20-17, to and uh, really my big takeaway from that is that it's extremely difficult for a team to beat a division rival three times in a season. So you normally play twice in the regular season. The 49ers beat them both times. When you get to that third matchup, it becomes incredibly hard. And it's just tough to do. Obviously, the 49ers had their opportunities. They had a chance to intercept a pass late in that game. That really would have set them up to to move on to the Super Bowl. And uh, they couldn't quite capture that opportunity. And so now the 49ers are out. There's going to be questions for them. But really the big news today, other than you know, the Super Bowl being set and whatnot. Tom Brady officially announced his retirement from the NFL after 22 seasons. 
seven Super Bowl rings, three-time MVP. I mean, we know that Tom Brady's got basically every passing record known to man and every passing record that is physically possible in football. I mean, he's played for so long and he's been so good and so consistent. The longevity of Tom Brady is just unbelievable. But this whole announcement thing kind of got botched at the beginning. It was really over the weekend this announcement was made that Brady was going to retire. It was first reported by you know the lead man, Adam Schefter from ESPN, and, and then other people followed suit. And then not long afterwards, like Tom Brady's TB12 brand on Twitter like deleted the retirement tweet, and then stuff comes out, oh, he hasn't even talked to the Bucks. He's still mulling over, over the decision. He hasn't made a decision yet, and it's like, oh, my God, who got this wrong? I was thinking like Adam Schefter just got the biggest news of his career. He's going to drop this and and get a huge paycheck and and then got it wrong. I mean, how how bad would that be if Tom Brady wasn't actually retiring and he was coming back for a 23rd season? And honestly, that's what I thought was happening when all that kind of unfolded. I was like, oh, well, Brady's definitely coming back then, right? But he did confirm his retirement and uh he's done and i gotta say it's it's pretty incredible when you see a player retire on their own terms a lot of times players uh, of that caliber i mean we saw it with someone that really comes to mind as, as a guy like kobe bryant yes he played 20 years in the nba but his last couple of years in the nba they weren't good ones um he was injured a lot the team obviously around him wasn't that good either and you know he appreciated that he said you got to in order to to love the the up years, you gotta go through the down years, and so, you know, he said when he retired, he was thankful for those years, but didn't retire on top, didn't retire the way he wanted to, and uh, the injuries. I, he, honestly, he probably could have played maybe a couple more seasons or at least another season if the injuries hadn't been mounting on top of one another. Uh, another person that comes to mind is Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Dallas Cowboys quarterback for, I think, 13 seasons. The injuries mounted. Dak Prescott, a rookie, comes in and plays really well and leads the Cowboys to the best record in the NFC. And obviously, you're not going to insert Romo back in when the chemistry is flowing really good. And that, I mean, Romo probably could have went and played played elsewhere, but he didn't want to go anywhere else but play for Dallas. And so... He kind of ended his career maybe a little prematurely because I think he still had some good football left. But there's been players across all major sports that have, yes, they've retired, but they they haven't retired the way they wanted to. And I think for Tom Brady, he's retiring at the top of his game. I mean, he threw for over 5,000 yards this year, looked like one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the league all year long. Could make the argument that he would he could win his fourth MVP this season, but it's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers. But I would say Brady's probably going to finish second in the MVP race. Brady certainly, the way he played this year, the comeback that he almost completed against the Rams in the NFC Divisional Round, you can make the argument that Tom Brady's got a couple of years left in the tank. And he said that the goal was always to play to 45, which he's he's really just shy of that. I think he would have to play maybe a couple games in the preseason next season to until he turns 45 but then he also said like who knows maybe i could play until i'm 50 and it honestly looks like he could the way he takes care of his body and just how good he's been there has never been a drop off with tom brady he's and he's only ever had one major injury and that was the torn acl back in the late 2000s 
Tom Brady is really is really the goat of goats. The longevity, playing for 22 years, but winning seven Super Bowls. I mean, he's more likely to make it to a Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three-pointer. It's unbelievable. It almost doesn't feel real that he's retiring just because he's been around for so long and he's been winning. It feels like every other year now he steps to the side and he'll focus on being a family man. I'm sure a businessman as well with his TB12 brand. But that that announcement scenario was super weird. Retires, then actually never made a decision. Thought he was coming back, but now confirms it. The real question is, though, what do the Bucks do at quarterback now? Because obviously there's going to be a lot out there on the veteran quarterback market this year. But also you do have a second-round pick in Kyle Trask who you could try and develop. If you think Kyle Trask can be something and you're going to develop him, really you're committing to a rebuild, essentially, because I, I'm not sure Chris Godwin's going to want to stay for basically a, a quarterback who's never started a game. You're, you're probably going to lose maybe a couple of defensive pieces. I'm not sure what's going to be. A, a, like The cap situation for this team, it's not the best. They're probably going to lose some pieces if you know they're going for kind of a little bit of a reboot here. But... If they decide to go to the veteran market via trade, you could go after Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Um, that would be, and Deshaun Watson obviously is pending his legal stuff. We don't know if he's really ever going to play again. Um, if that gets cleared, I'm sure he'll be on the market because it looks like Houston has found something with Davis Mills. And then if you want to go a tier below that, Jimmy Garoppolo, now that the 49ers are done, his name is being floated out there because the 49ers have Trey Lance. Kirk Cousins on the Vikings, I feel like, is on the block pretty much every other season. Um, the interesting thing, thing, though, you know, if if the Bucks want to go after one of these guys, I feel like it makes the most sense to go after either Rodgers, Wilson, or Watson. Um, now, you're going to have to give up a lot of picks, but I think they would be willing to do that. I think the, the Bucks are in the win-now business, not the, the rebuild business. I think they knew what they were getting into when they got Tom Brady. They knew they were only going to get him for two, maybe three years max before they would have to kind of get to this point. So they, they know what they're getting into. If they can replace with, you know, Rogers, Wilson or Watson, I mean, that thrusts them right back into the Super Bowl conversation. Um, the question is though, what do you give up in a trade? Because obviously you're giving up picks, but do you maybe have to sign and trade Chris Godwin or are you sign and trading Mike Evans? And honestly, if I'm the Green Bay Packers and the Bucks call about Aaron Rodgers, I would probably want Mike Evans in a deal and maybe someone on defense to make my roster a little better to put around Jordan Love because that's likely who they're going to start if you're trading Aaron Rodgers away. So a lot of interesting scenarios. I don't think Rodgers is going to want to go to Tampa Bay, though, just because I feel like the conversation is always... You know, it's always Brady Rogers, Brady Rogers. And would Rogers really want to go to the place where Brady just won? Because obviously he can't really top what Brady did. He can match it at best, win a Super Bowl in his first season with the team. But I don't know if Rogers wants to do that from a legacy standpoint. Russell Wilson would certainly add a facet to this team, you know, a running component. Same thing with Deshaun Watson that the, the Bucks don't have. Um, it's really interesting what they what they could do. 
I'm also really interested to see how the Jimmy Garoppolo situation works out because if I was the 49ers, obviously they off they made an offer for Aaron Rodgers before the draft, and I talked about this in the last episode. You could have gotten Aaron Rodgers, but now I'm not so sure that the the 49ers make any kind of move like that for a big time quarterback, given that you just spent a, 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 the number three pick in the draft on Trey Lance. So if you got Trey Lance in your back pocket. I feel like it's a waste if you go out and trade for a big-ticket quarterback like a Rodgers, Wilson, whoever. I'm interested to see who might jump on Garoppolo, though, because Garoppolo's been to a Super Bowl. He was a quarter away from winning it, 10 minutes, and he's been to two NFC championships, won one of them. So, I mean, you know he can lead a team. And for the 49ers, I'm sure it's tough to kind of get rid of a guy like that because he, he is a great leader. But obviously, I'm sure that the talent Trey Lance possesses probably outweighs Garoppolo's value in, in some senses. Plus, Lance is much cheaper. Changes the offense a little bit too when Lance is in there. And it makes it a little bit harder to defend because Lance can, he's obviously really athletic. He can run it. I'm interested to see what happens with that Garoppolo situation. Teams that I imagine might you know, call about Garoppolo would be the Carolina Panthers because I feel like they're looking to really just win now. The Denver Broncos, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers in that sweepstakes. And really, you know, it depends on what the Bucks want to do. Do the Bucks want to go a tier below and get Garoppolo? The problem is Garoppolo, yes, he's a mid-tier quarterback, but he's making top-tier kind of money. So super interesting. But Tom Brady has kind of put the Bucks in, in a little bit of a pickle with their retirement, but they knew it was coming anyway. So I, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna have this figured out. Brady unequivocally is the GOAT. I don't think you can even argue that. I, I don't like the GOAT discussions just because I think we should appreciate greatness for what it is in the moment instead of making comparisons to, between all these different eras all the time. It's impossible to compare eras. But I mean, when you look at it, seven Super Bowls. Played for 22 years, and he's played at a high level for 22 years too. It's not like, it's not like Brady, you know, was steadily declining or anything like that. I mean, he threw for over 5,000 yards this year. He was playing some really good football, and you could argue a top three quarterback in the league, and arguably an MVP. Play wasn't declining by any means, and it just speaks to how well he took care of his body, how good of a job he did at that, and just his commitment to the grind every single day. Um, and it's interesting when you look at like Tom Brady who retired this year and then Ben Roethlisberger who played for, you know, 20 years or or whatever. You really saw Ben, granted two different body types. Ben has been through some more injuries and it's not to say that Ben didn't really take care of his body um because I don't know the regimen that, you know, he puts himself through. But Ben Roethlisberger kind of deteriorated as his career went along and Tom Brady, it seemed as if he only was getting stronger. So you get the sense that Tom Brady left a lot in the tank, but I think Brady would rather, would he would rather retire at the top of his game, kind of on top, just won a Super Bowl last year, than kind of be forced out or not play anymore because he wasn't playing at the level he wanted to. I think Brady could certainly play for another couple years if he wanted, but I, he's already done everything that this game has to offer. He has checked off every box. He's won seven Super Bowls. He's been an MVP. He's got every passing record there is. 
played for 22 years. What more can you ask of the man? He's won, he's won in two places. Did it in his first year with a new team. I mean, what else can he do? And kudos to him for, for stepping away now. Because a lot of people would just be hungry for more. And I'm sure he is slightly. I, I think he still wants to play a little bit. But I think he do, he knows he doesn't need to prove himself anymore. And he's always been obsessed with proving people wrong. I think he understands now that he can rest. He doesn't he doesn't need to prove anyone else wrong because his records are going to stand for a long long time. Could even be the for the rest of my lifetime and I'm only 22 and that that's just how good Tom Brady's been. But it is interesting when you look at the AFC now just with the quarterback talent that's there since Brady left and then Ben Roethlisberger retires, Peyton Manning's been out of the game now for you know, five years or so, six years. Phillip Rivers, those were the guys of the past. Now we have this new era of quarterbacks that, like, honestly, I'm, I'm feeling like history is going to repeat itself in terms of how successful some of these quarterbacks are going to be and, like, the comparisons that I've made and the, and the comparisons that I've made between all of, these, all of these quarterbacks. So when I look at the most dominant quarterback in the AFC right now, I mean, it's been Patrick Mahomes. He's been to, you know, four straight AFC championships, two Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl. I get the feeling that he's going to be the next Tom Brady of the AFC where he is really going to be right there every year. If he doesn't win it this year, it you know, it's, it's next year. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen, and by the way, that game, the Bills and the Chiefs, unbelievable game. That was probably the game of the playoffs. Josh Allen was flawless through two playoff games and lost to Mahomes and the Chiefs, you could argue, on a coin toss. And not to say that the overtime rules are unfair. I think they are fair, but I would certainly like to see a change where maybe both offenses, regardless of a touchdown scored on the first possession, both offenses get to touch the football. I wouldn't be against that, but you got to do it in a way that doesn't just take up too much time. Besides the point, Josh Allen, I think, is going to be like a Peyton Manning. It seemed like whenever Brady didn't win it, Peyton Manning was right there. Now, granted, Peyton, I mean, there was probably almost almost 10 years between his Super Bowl victories. But Peyton Manning was extremely talented, and you can kind of see some similarities with Josh Allen. Obviously, Allen is much more athletic. But that's my comparison for Allen. Joe Burrow probably heard a lot of this talk about oh Mahomes is the next Brady and Josh Allen's the next Peyton Manning and he's probably thinking well I want to be the next Brady and that's fair and he honestly could be but Joe Burrow to me kind of feels like Ben Roethlisberger in a way but saying that Burrow's gotten to a Super Bowl before Josh Allen so you could even make the case that you know Burrow is more like Peyton Manning and Josh Allen is more like Big Ben Um, and actually Allen and, and Big Ben they probably parallel even better in terms of their builds and styles of play. Allen, of course, a little bit more athletic, but both of them could move in their prime. Like Ben can could do anything in his prime. And then Justin Herbert, unfortunately, is Philip Rivers, the guy who just can't get a break. Uh, and Philip Rivers was so good for so long, played in an AFC championship on a torn ACL, tough as nails, great trash talker. And Herbert you know, has all the arm talent in the world. I think he's very smart, good head on his shoulders, makes good decisions, doesn't put the ball in harm's way. But his team can't 
get out of its own way. And I just don't know if Herbert's ever going to catch a break. I think Herbert's going to put up all these numbers. He's going to be great. But I don't know if he's going to have the titles to show for it, similar to a guy like Phillip Rivers. But it seems like history is kind of going to repeat itself in the AFC with these quarterbacks. Mahomes equals Brady. I was going to say Josh Allen equals Peyton Manning, but to me what feels more accurate is Josh Allen equals Big Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Burrow equals Peyton Manning, and Justin Herbert equals Phillip Rivers. I'm going to have more stuff on Super Bowl 56 between the Bengals and the Rams coming up over the next couple of weeks. We'll break down that matchup and, and why whoever I think is going to win is going to win, but I haven't gotten there yet. I still got to do some analysis, you know? It, it's a couple of days removed. This has been episode 152. I'll see you in episode 153. Make sure you follow me on social media at the Will Ford Show on Twitter, at Will Ford Show on Instagram, at the Will Ford Show on TikTok. Make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you in the next episode. This is WFS, the Will Ford Show. <laughs>